I'm excited to be here, and I'm looking forward to this hour together. I am not offended at all if you had a late night and you close your eyes. I am perfectly okay with that. The people sitting on the wall, I figured they sat there on purpose. That is the most tired people in the room, okay? So we will just give them a pass right from the get-go. Okay, everybody ready to have a little good time? Okay, good, good. I just want to make sure you're ready. We're not actually going to have a good time. I just wanted to know if you're ready for what. All right. So here's what I want to know. Who believes that that you, with, with one word or one look, can make a powerful difference in the life of someone else? Who believes that you can make a big difference in the life of somebody else just with one word or one look? I want you to think about someone in your life that has made a big difference in your world and they have no idea that they've done so. Would you just think about that for a second? What would it take for you to be a difference maker? I want to just establish some truths of what we're talking about today. So the truth number one is that there is more that unites us than divides us. True? It is true. There is more that unites us. The problem is the second truth, that there's a cultural norm that leads us to focus on what divides us. Give me an example of what, how that's true. What's, yeah, politics. Oh my goodness, we can't even be friends with somebody who's in the other party, right? Or who voted for the current president or the one that didn't get in or whatever. Like politics divide us and we have this new cultural norm that says we're gonna focus on what divides us. But here's what's cool is one look, one virtual connection, one word makes a difference, for better or for worse. We can, we can do as much harm with a look, as much harm with a word, as much harm with a shun, as much hard with a tweet, or a Snapchat, or an Instagram, or whatever, you know? Um, I'm old, so I only am in the Facebook world, but I do have an Instagram account that somebody had to help me with last night when they were saying, open your Instagram. That was my first problem. Um, but, you know, it's like we can do more harm. And so I'm super excited that you're in this room because I feel like you're in this room because you want to be one of those people that makes a difference. And so I'm glad that you're here. And then God says it this way. Uh, in Romans 15, 5, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. So I want to do a little something that will help us to experience the truth that there is more that unites us than divides us. I believe that God will use us to make a difference in somebody's life when we choose ahead of time to look for to value people that even though they look different than us, even though they look like they're not going to be in our same social circle, or even though they look like they're not part of the same socioeconomic background, no matter what people look like on the outside, or even if they have a personality that irritates the tar out of you, when we choose ahead of time to value people just because they are God's child, 
it opens up the door for us to be a positive voice in their life. Okay, I'm going to have trouble with that feedback because I am a wanderer, and we're going to wander. You know what this is? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a styrofoam ball with toothpicks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and since they wouldn't let me toss paper, do you think they would have any problem with me tossing this? I don't think so either. Ready? No, 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 no. It actually, it hurts. So um, my nieces traveled with me, and they reached their hand into the bag that this was in, and they're like, ow, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, that's for my session. They're like, what are you going to do to people? like, oh, just watch. Okay, so, no, this is called a cold prickly, and I brought it here um, because, well, let me say this. Research varies on this, but for every negative word or negative social media interaction or anywhere you want to put that, any negative experience that someone has that is personal to them. So someone says, um, ew, your hair. <laughs> or some, I mean, something as mundane as that. Um, but anyways, a negative word that it takes anywhere from five to ten positives to outweigh that. Can you believe that? For every negative five to ten positives. So I thought, well, let's, let's play a little, little something something. So this is called a cold prickly. This would represent a negative. These are called warm fuzzies, and they would represent a positive. So I'm going to put the microphone down in a second because I cannot do that all at once. What I want to know is if you think that you would like to make a positive difference in my life today, just shout it out, and I'm going to throw one of these to you. You know, people have said some pretty hurtful things to me um, in my life, and um, when, I can't remember the guy on stage, the MC, AJ, Pfft, how can I not remember that? AJ said last night that he got, you know, kind of picked on a little bit for being fat, and I would say, man, that was the story of my life. If anybody was going to say something about me, it was going to be about the way that I looked, you know, carrying a few extra LBs, and so that would be a cold prickly in my life, okay? So, ouch. Ouch. And if anybody wants to verify that this hurts, man, I can show you. So um, that would be an ouch in my life. So I've heard one negative. What do you What do you have for me this morning? I love your glasses and your earrings. Oh, thank you. She loves my glasses and my earrings. This is just a way for me to be just built up. Thank you. <laughs> what do you got? I love everything about you. Oh, you seem like a nice person. Oh, a nice person. <laughs> Alyssa and Isabella are in the front. They could verify. Hi. You are a nice person. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. You're very good at speaking in public. Thank you. Um, I really like your top. Thank you. She likes my, my outfit. <laughs> Brand new Kohl's, $9.99. I like your hair. Aw, my hair. 
mentioned the gray, so that's good. Hi. <laughs> Hi. You're very funny, and you do an excellent job to grab the audience's attention. Thank you. What? Oh, I lost one. Whoops. Oh, now you have to say two. You're funny. Aw, oh, thank you. Funny. Hi. Hi. You are loved by God. Oh. See, I'm all... You're beautiful. Okay, I'm going to repeat that one because I really liked it. You're beautiful. Okay, so here we go. Now, look at that. What a difference that makes. I still don't want to curl up with it, but I, I mean, I could. I'm much more likely to curl up with this than without that. You see what a difference that makes? What if, what if we could do that in the lives of people? What if we started to see ourselves as difference makers? What if we decided to value people and to see them the way that God sees them? What if we began to pray, Lord, help me to see people the way that you see them. Help me to see the person that irritates me the most the way that you see them. What if? See, was that hard for people at a warm fuzzy? You don't even know me. So maybe that made it easier in some ways. But how hard is that to share an encouraging word? Not very, right? All right, I need a clicker. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about your generation. Do you know, do you know these things about your generation? Let me tell you. One of the things that's true, I'm just going to share four things that's true about your generation. And this is, you know, these are generalized, but I want to know where you fit with this. One is that your generation feels overwhelmed. Here's what one researcher says, that being a teenager today is a draining full-time job that includes doing schoolwork, managing a social media identity, and fretting about career, climate change, sexism, racism, and on and on. 68% say that they feel overwhelmed by everything they need to do each week. If that identifies you or someone you know, would you just stand up real quick? Wow. All right, have a seat. Another thing that's true about Generation Z is that you are lonely. Here's what it says, three million teens have had a major depressive episode in the past year. There has been an increase in anxiety and depression among high school students since 2012, and this upsurge cuts across virtually all demographics, suburban, urban, and rural. If that identifies you or someone you know, would you just stand? Yep, okay, good. I mean, not good, but, <laughs> all right, individualistic. So here's, this is, this is what they're saying about Gen Z because you are digital natives, you know what I mean by digital natives? You were born with an iPad in your hands, you know, like you came out with one. Um, <laughs> people in my generation have to think more about that, you know, like it doesn't come naturally to me. You know just intuitively from the time you were 
really little exactly what to do with a device when it was put in your hands. You just knew instinctively what to do with it. You are digital natives. And because of that, you're becoming more individualistic. And what, what is meant by that is that everything has been personalized for you. So you want a playlist, you personalize your playlist. You want, um, you know, you want a, a certain news feed, you personalize your news feed to you. You can do all of those things where it's just you. And it's not, it's not a problem, but there is a downside to it. And it's this, that technology is driving you to believe that you don't need other people. And when we start to think like that, then we, we tend to distance ourselves from others. If that identifies you or somebody you know, would you stand? Okay, so much, much less. So maybe the researchers didn't get that quite right. Okay, so here's the, here's the cool thing. I don't know if I have a slide for this or not. Yeah, you still have the same basic needs as every other generation before you and every generation that will come after you is that you still have a need for love, you still have a need for significance, you still have a need for meaning and a need to belong. That everybody has that same basic need. So then that sets the stage for why we're, we're talking about what we're talking about. Why do we need to be a positive voice? Why do we need to encourage? And so there are some benefits that I want to talk with you uh, through, and that is it takes the focus off of ourself. Don't you think that we are so self-focused in our worlds? I mean, like, even people in my age group, people in your adult leaders' age groups, like, we just tend to be pretty self-focused. And when we start praying things like, Lord, help me to see people the way that you see people, when we start praying things like that, then it help us, helps us to take the focus off of ourselves. Um, it unifies us. It unifies the groups that we're a part of. You see how that might be possible? That when we are speaking words of encouragement, words of faith, um, words of promise into each other, that that unifies us. Um, people work harder when they have a common goal. And the reason I put this on there is because um, when we're working together on something, we have the ability with the way that we treat others or the way that we speak to others to indicate to them that they are maybe not as much of a value to us on this project or on this team or in our youth group or however you want to look at that. So if you think about like your own youth group and you know, you're, you're coming together on Sunday nights or Wednesday nights or whatever your, your night is and you're hanging out with each other and you're working on some things together but you don't really value a couple of the people the way that you, if you would value them then they're gonna feel great about participating. If you don't value them, they're going to self-eliminate. They'll just, they just will stop coming um, or be more reserved or whatever. So the way that we treat other people is super important. And then also this, 
It creates an environment where there's a lot less conflict. Not that conflict goes away. There's still conflict, still disagreements, but how we handle it when we value others changes. But also, this is what I love. It's just no drama. Anybody in here love drama? Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, yeah, good. Some folks in the back love drama. A guy? Come on. <laughs> girls are much more prone to loving drama than the guys are. I mean, we kind of, the girls, let's be honest, we kind of thrive on it a little bit, don't we? You know? Um, but drama? No good. No good. So um, we want to avoid that as much as possible. And then it just allows us to be a gift of grace to others. You know, God is a grace giver. And because we have the Holy Spirit living in us, we also get to be extenders of his grace. And when we treat people the way that God treats people, when we value people the way that he values them, we are just extending God's grace um, to people. And, and I'd say most importantly is that, well, that one's pretty important, but God's word just urge, is full of urgings for us to do this. You know, let us encourage one another. You know, that you find that all over, especially the New Testament. So it's in there. So why don't we? What holds us back? Any thoughts on what holds us back? What do you think? Judgment. Just being judgmental of other people. Yep. And we, so we just say, ah, I'm not gonna, not gonna do that. Judgmental. What else do you think holds us back? Way in the back. Shout it out. Ignorance, yeah, we just don't know any better, right? We don't know any better, what do you think? We might be too embarrassed, yeah, yeah, because you know, it, it causes us, when we kind of step out and say that we're gonna be different than the rest of the world and we're gonna be an encouraging voice and a voice that values others, there are people that aren't gonna honor that. Give me an idea back there. Fear of being made fun of, absolutely. Give me another one. It is awkward because it's just not a common thing. We want to remember all those things that we want to stick to ourselves. We want to kind of, um, you know, just not speak out when others fear that the that other people are kind of joking around. Just hormones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of you experiencing hot flashes at this point in your life? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, what you got? Arrogance, yes. You know, the Bible's pretty clear about that arrogance thing. Um, when, when um, in 1 Corinthians, when it's talking about the body of Christ, you know, there's this, you know, if, you, if, the, if the, whatever, I'll just make them up, but if the hand says to the foot, I have no need of you, you know, that's arrogance. I don't need you. I don't need you. And we do that with people all the time. All the time, we just dismiss them. We say, ah. I'm better than them. You know what we do the other way too? I'll never be as good as that. I could never be an eye. I could never be a hand. You know, I'm just a pinky toe. What do I have to offer? Both are, are wrong thinking. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to step out of our comfort zone. That is faux shizzle. <laughs> yep, I said that. Yep. Lack of self-love. Self and so if we don't, we, if we don't honor who God made us to be, it's really hard for us to honor who he made others to be, right? So if the person gives you a bad feeling, it's harder to encourage them. Yep, that's 100% true. Who wants to love our enemy? That's difficult. 
yeah, laziness. We just, it's easier to listen to what's negative and, and skip the rest. Yep. 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 We don't want to give up who God, you know, it's like we don't want to give up our little spot in the sun. Yes, we're going to be a thoughtless of one more. Yes, just taking the time to do it. Um, You guys have a much better list than I do, but here's what I came up with, right? One thing we, I don't know if anybody said it, whoops, is we think it won't matter. That's just, I might, I might say something, but eh, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. I mean, she already knows her top is cute, you know, or he already, he already knows he's a good basketball player or whatever. How's that for stereotypical? Um, yeah, and so we think, eh, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. I don't want to, I don't want to stop and say something, you know. Um, I wonder, you know, I, I don't know what the statistics are, but maybe people in here who are pastors or something, but, or, or teachers might get this, you know, like how many of you have ever stopped and thanked your teacher for a great social studies lesson? Wow, I can tell you really put a lot of effort into that social studies lesson. That was powerful. Changed my life. So maybe that part's not true. But if they did something fun, right, um, you want to compliment them on it. But how many of us take the time? We think, eh, it's not going to make a difference if we think about it at all. And that would be another thing is that we we don't even think about it. It, it doesn't cross our mind. And so we have to train ourselves to be people who want to be that positive voice, that we want to be an extension because God has done such amazing work in our lives. We want to be an extension of his love. And the way that we're an extension of his love is that we're looking for, watching for um, others. Okay, so three essentials. Of being a positive voice. What would a presentation be without three essentials? So here we go. One is just pay attention. Whoops. Pretend like you didn't see the second one. It'll be a surprise. Um, pay attention to the people around you. Just pay attention. What are they doing? You know, look, look for efforts that they're making. Look for a way to encourage people. Can you just think about your day yesterday? You know, did somebody in your youth group or did one of your leaders do something that really mattered to you or that you, you noticed? You know, they, they stopped to help someone. They, you know, you spilled your backpack and they, <laughs> they stopped and helped you pick it all up. Or, I mean, I'm not really good at coming up with examples on the fly, but you know, you know what I mean, right? That you, you just pay attention. Pay attention and say something, all right? Uh, and then personalize recognition. So it's one thing to say, you know, I, um, see, I shouldn't ever do this on the fly. It's one, one thing to, to say, ah, oh, that dill pickle thing, that's cute. Um, did you guys see their shirts? It is really cute. It says, um, like, the name of their church, and then it says, it has a picture of a dill pickle. Have you seen them? Oh, it's just stand up. And it says, kind of a big dill. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've heard they're a big deal in Iowa. Did you guys know that? So anyway, it's like it's one thing for me to say, oh, nice, that's a, that's a fun shirt. But 
what if I stop and have a conversation with them about it? What if we, you know, take a minute to, to learn more about that so that we can be specific in our feedback? Um, or somebody does, somebody plays guitar on, the, on your worship team or something, and so you're like, nice guitar. Or you say, wow, I can tell you worked really hard on that, and you nailed it. See, big... There's a, there's a difference there. If we can be specific in our encouragement to what we say to people. And then set the example. Set the example. One of the oldest observations about human behavior is that we tend to mirror those around us. And so if you are a person who treats others the way that Christ would treat them, people will mirror that behavior in you or... They'll stay away from you, <laughs> one of the two. But it, I, I think that people who are, who are just a shining example of Christ's love in their life, you're attractive. People want to be around that. I mean, who wants to be around negative Nancy all the time? That's no fun. I mean, that gets tiring and boring if the only way that we can have fun is to make fun of other people or to, I don't know. It's just like that doesn't seem like a lot of fun to me. And I've been around people like that in my life where it's like I've noticed that every conversation has to be negative. I'm like, oh, man, that's so draining. So draining. Nobody wants to be around that for long, you know, like you eventually. But if, you, if people know you to be honest and kind and caring and that you are displaying all of those fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, it's attractive. People want to be around that. And the other thing I'd say about that is if you take time to value someone, the people who value you will value them. Whoa, that's a mouthful. Did you get that? So if you take time to value someone, so if all of a sudden, man, I am just like, you are just the nicest person I've ever met in my life. I just I want to hang out with you. You're so fun. You're so cool. This is so great. And then somebody in here who knows me, Alex back there, um, Alex would say, gosh, I don't know her, but if Lisa thinks she's cool, she must be really cool. I want to hang out with her. That is a really true statement. You watch. Somebody around you values somebody, and you know they're like, you're standing at the lockers, and you're like, oh, I know him. He's a really great guy. And then all of a sudden you think, well, I don't know him, but, you know, if she says he's a great guy, he's a great guy. So we value, we will pay attention to what other people do. So um, you be the one who helps bring value to someone else's life. Does that make sense? Okay, good. And then finally, this. They're clapping over there. Do you think they're done? I actually, I didn't, I tuned them out. Were they loud? Did they get quiet? They got quiet. I think, yeah. I think we're louder. Whoop, whoop. Okay, I don't want to distract them. Okay, so um, this is what I want you to remember, okay, is that someone needs you. Someone needs to experience Jesus through you. You know the word glorify? You ever hear that word glorify in church? You have any idea what it means? It's just a church word. Glorify means to make recognizable, to make recognizable. 
so that when we glorify God, we are somehow doing something to make him more recognizable. So the Holy Spirit lives in us, and as we live out our calling as baptized, beloved children of God, that other people are experiencing Jesus through us. Someone needs to experience Jesus through you. Someone needs you to be the hands and the feet and the voice of Jesus in their life with just a touch, a look, a word. Someone needs you. That may be someone you know, and it may be a complete stranger. I'm telling you, someone needs you. The world has enough people who are critical and cruel. Remember that. You probably don't have to work too hard to remember it. Why join that party? You can join that party any day of the week. You can be that. Any day of the week, you can be critical. You can be cruel like, like other people in the world. Who wants to be like everybody else? Be different. Be a difference maker. Don't be critical and cruel. Like, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be proud when somebody says, she's nice. I like her, you know? Um, so don't be critical. Don't be cruel. The world needs more Christians, more churches who will stand up and speak life. We just need more of it. Remember this, people excel with positive encouragement. Their best self comes when they're encouraged in a positive way. I would say too that the groups that you're a part of will excel when you practice being a, a child of God who just extends God's love and grace. 